Isn't it always great in the presence of God? Amen. We can praise Him. We can worship Him and His presence is with us. And thank you, the worship team, right? All the musicians, the singers, worship leader. May the Lord bless you and use you more and more. You know, they spend a lot of time in uh, preparation, you know, uh, rehearsal, practicing, praying, all right, that we can enjoy this uh, praise and worship this afternoon. Praise God. Now, this is the month of March, and we are talking about priority of the kingdom of God, all right? Last a month, in the month of February, we are talking about what is the kingdom of God, right? What is the kingdom of God? And this month, we are talking about the priority of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Is a kingdom of God in heaven. God is enthroned in heaven, right? And then Jesus came, okay, and he bring the kingdom of God wherever Jesus is, it's the kingdom of God. And finally, the kingdom of God is exercised through the church, through the Holy Spirit God, that wherever we are, we are in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not just only when we die and we go to heaven, but right now, we want to live in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? Tell the person next to you, do you want to live in the kingdom of God now? Amen? Or later? <laughs> yeah. If uh, uh, some of us will think that, oh, you know, I will have to go through this life and a lot of challenges and difficulties and trials and tribulation and all other things, and I just try to make it until in the end I can go to heaven. That is not in the plan of God. While God wants us to be saved, God wants us to enjoy the blessings in heaven. God wants to bring His kingdom and His will here and now on earth as, say together, as it is in heaven. And that's why we pray that prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means it's now. And the kingdom of God comes through the citizens of the kingdom. Amen? All right? The kingdom is established, you know, where there are people of that kingdom come together. And we are called out of the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of light. And we are experiencing his blessings now. We are experiencing his victory now. And it is his promise that it belongs to you and me. And that's why we want to learn how to live in that kingdom. And with that kind of Living in the kingdom of God, we reflect the glory of God and people can see us. And that's why Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And then he tells his disciples, you are the light of the world. People don't put the light under the table. No, people put the light and hang it up there so that the whole room it's dark, can be lit up. God wants to show you to the world as the light of the world. God wants to show you to the world as the salt of the earth. Are you up for it? Amen? Are you up for it? I you know <laughs> all of you ask. Are you up for it? You just really raise your hand. Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Dr. Peters. <laughs> Both hands. Now, of course, we feel guilty. We feel like we are not up for it, right? We are not perfect yet. But as we commit ourselves to the priority of the kingdom of God, God is working in our lives, changing us from grace to grace, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. 
we are not yet like Jesus. But how many of you are thankful that we believe God has done something in our lives and we are better than a few years ago or a few, you know, decades ago, if you, depending on your age? God is working in our lives, and it is true, amen? Our lives is growing, our love is growing, our faith is stronger, our ministry is expanded, and God wants to use us even more. If only we put our priorities right in the kingdom of God. Amen? Our life is a source, uh, is a, is, it is said that our life is the sum total of all decisions that we make every day. And those decisions are determined by our priorities. We use our time every day, eventually define our lives. Now, I uh, came back from a country, taking the aeroplane of that country. I do not want to say it because it's not so nice experience. Uh, it is a long queue. It's just so long queue. And I was thinking that if I go through this queue, it's, it's like, you know, how many layers of that? You know. And I was thinking if I stay in this queue, I think I will miss my flight. <laughs> you know, and I come uh, two hours before the departure, right? So it is fair enough, right? I do not want to come six hours before departure and just going through the queue. So I was waiting in the queue. I was thinking I will not be able to make it. It's just so long. And then I tell the person, somebody, and I say, uh, the airport, I say, I think it's too long. I will not be able to make it. You know? And uh, my flight is at this time. So can you move me to another queue? And then say, Are you, have you done your online check-in? Yeah, okay. Yeah, then you go to the online check-in. Okay, online check-in is shorter, but still long. And I say, still long, this one, right? I think I might miss, you know, and I do not want to miss and make all this trouble and so on. And, and, and finally, after a few time negotiation and convict, you know, convincing, he put me in the business class, right? Yeah, business class. Now, business class, actually, not too bad. There's a few people. But I wish I go to the first class because over there is almost nobody, right? When you have the high priority, right, you are going to be in a more important queue. In our life, there are so many things that you will need to do in your work, in your own personal life, in your uh, family life, in your hobby, uh, in your uh, sports, uh, whatever, right? A lot of things. And it would be like a long queue in your life. And the kingdom of God is there in one of the items queuing up. Will you put, if you see that kingdom of God there, Will you put that as a highest priority? Bring it over, not to the online check-in, not to the business class. Put it in the first class, go to the platinum, you know, gold member. Just get it done because it is so important for you, right? Priority in our life is very important because we have so many things to do. And we have so busy, we have become so busy, you know, in, a, in the aeroplane normally if it is a few hours flight. A long time ago, we got nothing, right? We just see the movie, right? Okay, just, we, it's just entertainment, whatever that's available. But now you have the mobile phone, there's a Wi-Fi in the <laughs> aeroplane. And just life becomes so, so busy. At night, we are busy. In the morning, we are busy. And there are many things occupying our lives. Where is the position of the kingdom of God in our lives, in all these queuing things that try to take our time, try to take our resource, energy, and money? When we say we, say we put a priority on something, that means there's a commitment to do it, right? I am working and I'm... Uh, uh, I'm privileged to be able to work from home. 
so I can, you know, because my team is uh, in India, in Malaysia, and all other countries, so I go to office, actually, I see nobody. So, you know, uh, there, there are people in the office, but they are not related to my project. So I can work from home. And uh, uh, my children know when I am working, right? So then if they know that I'm at home, they come back from school, it's still an office hour, they don't try to disturb me. But once in a while, they will say, you know, my son will say, Daddy, are you still busy? Uh, if I'm not that busy, I will still tell him, I'm not that busy. What is it you want to tell me now? Okay, if I'm busy, I say, I'm still busy, Kenneth. Uh, give me, say, 10, 15 minutes, and then I will uh, check with you what you need. Why? Because we know that family has a higher priority than works, right? Yeah. We put our priority God first, and then we put our family, and then our works, and then other things, our hobbies, our, and so on, right? So we put the priority right in our life. When our family need us, it is more important than the works, more important than other things. We put it aside. Now, if we say that it is important, then we, it, is, it is reflected in the way we use our time, our money, our energy, and resources. Now, let's turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Verse 25 under 30, 34. Now, in here, Jesus explained to us about the priority in life. He started by saying that, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. And he asked this question Is not life more important than food? and the body more than clothing. Yeah. So Jesus here, he, he showed, the, he exposed the wrong priority in life because most of the time we want to have food, clothes, housing, and more food, and better clothes, and better housing, and much more food, or <laughs> uh, you know, much more saving for food, and um, luxurious uh, living, lifestyle, and so on. And Jesus said, that is not the priority for which your life should be driven. Right? And these basic needs should not become the motivation of how you run your life. And you are worried, right? Oh, you're worried, what if, you know, the government change, the economic change, financial change. What about if the, 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 the uh, property price went down, the stock price went down, and you're worried where you don't have control over it. And you have been uh, preoccupied with those things. And Jesus say that that is not the priority. Yeah. But many times we are doing that priority. We are putting priority of those things. This afternoon, they say that it is not that priority. Okay? And then uh, Matthew chapter 6, 26 and onwards, they say that, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Shall we read together? Right? Uh, are you not? Okay, so one, two, three. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you? So, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Continue. And I, yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will He not much more clothe you, O you little faith? Do you want to help me just turn the person next to you and say, Will He not much more clothe you, O you little faith? Tell the person next to you. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus pointed out 
that of all these worries, you know, the rap race of life where we are normally in, Jesus pointed us, us to God. Yeah, that's the next slide. Jesus pointed us to God who has the power and ability to create the whole universe and He has power to sustain this whole of His creation. So He said that birds in the air, I created them and I provide food for them because then they can eat. Okay, the lilies in the valley, I clothe them, I create them, I preserve them. Now, we are human beings. We are the apex of His creation. He cares for us. Much more after we are saved in His grace, we are His children. He just cares for us. He couldn't not care for us. And the thing is that we have what Jesus says is little faith. <laughs> Say with me, little faith. Because of little faith, we are worried. We need to have a second plan. We need to have a backup plan. We need to have a contingency in case God fails. I have something else. I have my degree and I can do the job. I have my saving and I can survive. If God fails, what else can we do? Nothing, right? What is the contingency? If God fails, nothing. But God never fails. Amen? God is always there. God is always on His throne. God always cares for you. So stop worrying. And instead, you say, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, God has power and ability to create the whole universe, sustain it, and He values man other than living being. He said, aren't you more than this bird? Aren't you more than that lily in the valley? And then God challenged us even this afternoon. Will you trust me, my children? that I can take care of your life, so don't need to worry about it. You do the assignment that I have given you. Give praise to our Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So instead of trying to try to get all, get by these things, pay the bill, God says, I have a plan for you. My plan is higher than your plan. My ways are higher than your ways. Seek my plan. Seek my ways. Don't get around those things. I will take care of it. But lift up your eyes. Something is bigger. Something is more glorious. It's awaiting for you. I need your help one more time. Tell the person next to you, you got something more glorious awaiting for you. Please help me. Please help me. Because many times we are trapped there and we are deceived by the devil with all the worries and so on. Right? David said about God, he said, you are the lifter of my head. Many times I bow down, I'm you know, very tired, I have a lot of this. And so on. She say, you are the lifter of my head. I can look at my enemies and I know you are by me. If God is for me, then who can be against me? Hallelujah. He challenged us. Will you believe me, my children? I take care of your need. Will you put your confidence in me? And I will take care of your life. Verse 31 and 32, Therefore do not say, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? All these things the pagan Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. There are religions, there are different faiths that try to appease certain God. The God of land, the God of field, the God of rain, 
the God of sun, the God of the kitchen, the God of the living room, the God of everything. They are all looking for this God for their needs. God says, those are the pagans. You are my children. God says, those things that other people are looking for, I will provide for you, but I have assignment for you. And then he continued in verse 33. He says, but for you, read together, one, two, three, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its in own trouble. You don't need to worry about tomorrow if you are in the kingdom of God, because the king will protect his kingdom. The king will preserve his kingdom. The king will provide the needs of people in this kingdom. And the word of God says that you need to seek. Seek meaning is to pursue, to study, to explore. It is not enough for us today. You hear this word, oh yeah, I will do it. No. Yeah? It is good that if the word of God speaks to you today and you feel convicted about it and you are responding to it, that's great. But let's continue. What do you mean, God, by the, your kingdom? What is your kingdom? What is the value in that kingdom? What is the language in that kingdom? What is the law in that kingdom? How that kingdom works, right? And so on. And we live in that kingdom and we expand that kingdom so that people can be brought into the kingdom of God until Jesus comes again. When he comes again, you know what happened? He is going to become the King of kings and Lord of lords. It's not like a religious thing. He's not just going to heaven, but He is going to come to Jerusalem as the King of glory. Hallelujah. And all of us will reign together with Him. And that's why it is called, He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, what is the kingdom of God and His righteousness? In a simple definition, Mas Monroe uh, write this down. A kingdom is the governing influence of a king. All right, okay, so I forgot about this slide. So, you know, there is this Abraham Maslow hierarchy of need. Well, people are looking for from phys uh, physiological needs, physical needs, uh, emotional needs, psychological needs, sense of belonging and self-actualization. Actually, he added later on his transcendence, okay, or the kingdom of God. He says that, God says, seek my kingdom, seek my will, and other things will be added unto you. All right, let's continue. Uh, so what is the kingdom of God? It's a governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his personal will, purpose, and intent, producing a culture, values, morals, and lifestyle that reflect the king's desire and nature for his citizens. The kingdom of God, God has a plan for his kingdom. And we will uh, look into that, how he built his kingdom. And righteousness is simply right standing before the king and in his kingdom. So if you drive a car and there is a traffic light show, a red light, what do you do? You stop. What does it mean? You are in the right standing to the law of government of Singapore. If you earn uh, uh, money and you are blessed in this country and you, know, you are having a certain level of income, the government say you need to pay taxes because with the taxes, the government will you know, provide all the infrastructure and govern and so on. And, and that is the rule of the government. And then if we pay our taxes, meaning we are in the right standing in the country. And the same way, brothers and sisters, if we understand the law of the kingdom of God, and we are not living in the law of the kingdom of God, right? we cannot have the blessings of the kingdom of God. Yeah? Okay? In, a certain, uh, in, a, in every country, if you do tax evasion... 
What will happen? What will happen? Somebody help me. You'll be persecuted. And you found guilty, what happened? You go to jail. <laughs> right? All right. So, um, now we want to live in the kingdom of God, and we want to have a right standing in the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, when God created the earth, He wanted to extend His kingdom from heaven to the earth. And then what happened is that God created the earth, and all God says, you know, He created the, uh, you know, the, the light, the, let there be light, and all the world, and uh, the earth, and so on. And then He said, everything is good. God sees all creation is good. And then He created Adam, you know, in what? In His own image. And God says, it's very good. And what happened is that God gave dominion. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 until 28, you will see. Let us make, a, uh, if you have the scripture, just open up Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. Let us make a man uh, into our own image and let them rule. Let them have a dominion. And so the, the, the original plan of God is that Adam will become a king that is, well, not really the, you know, he is a king under the uh, kingship of God in heaven. And he, God gave dominion for Adam. So man are given dominion, man and woman, mankind, is given dominion over the world. As long as the man is under the government of heaven. And you know what happened? That Satan deceived Adam. Satan said, why do you need to be under that kingdom? Why don't you have your own kingdom? Why don't you become king yourself? A deception that still prevails until today. In our hearts, there will be a temptation. Why do you need to follow this? Why do you need to do that? Why and why? So, Adam raised his fist against heaven. He took the fruit the forbidden fruit, and then he ate it. And then from then onwards, he is saying, I'm not under the kingdom of God. What happened? The kingdom of Satan come and take over. You know, in this life, there is no true freedom. Somebody will take over our life. Because as men, we are weaker than God. We are weaker than Satan. When you switch off the light, when you do not want, you say, this light is not good. Let's switch off all the light. What will happen? Automatically, darkness comes. When you say, I do not want God in my life, straight away, Satan comes. And with God, Jesus says, I've come to give you life, life in abundance. Satan has come to steal, to destroy, and to... Come on, people of God. Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to you to give them. Which one do you choose? And Moses tells the people of Israel, choose, I present to you life and death. Choose life. Jesus gave us life in abundance. So if we seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His standing, right standing before Him, we receive life in abundance. But if we refuse to do that, we are under curses and death. And since that day when Adam refused to follow God's command, the murder happened in the family. And from then onwards, sin has come to the world. And curses and death happen in this world until Jesus comes. So the, 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 the ruin and the damage and the destruction that uh, Adam brought in when he disobeyed God, now Jesus came and reestablished that kingdom. And that's why when he came, he said the first thing is that repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Change the way you think. Do not follow the world anymore. Change the way you think because the kingdom of God has come. You know, uh, sometimes we think about the king, you know, we think about all the, 
bad kings that happen in the, in the history, right? There are kings who live, uh, you know, um, history says that kings who live in a luxurious life during the famine where people in the field, you know, the peasants, they cannot, they cannot eat, they, cannot, they don't have anything, and yet in the castle, in the palace, they drink wine, they eat meat, and they, they throw away food. And so, our king is not like that. You know, the king that is uh, uh, unjust, right? Okay, and uh, if anything that is coming wrong to the court room, of, you know, courtroom, the king will judge and they say, who is uh, coming here? Oh, one party is actually related to my family, so I will take a side and he will not rule justly. We are talking about those things, but the king that we have, friends and sisters, he is a servant king, he is a loving king. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served. He, he doesn't stay there in the throne and uh, come on, people, serve me. He is not come to serve, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He gave his life for us. He's not a king that is selfish and self-indulgence, and you know, he, he cares for us, and, and, and we, we, we are supposed to be a criminal, and he died for us. What kind of king is this? That is the love of God for us. The king who cares for us, the king who say, come to me, all you who labor and heavy laden, I give you rest. In fact, I can share the yoke with you, right? All the burden that you have I carry with you together, and I, I, I will lead you, and I'll guide you. A king who is a friend, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friend, for all things I've heard from my father I have made known to you. He's such a wonderful king. Aren't you glad that we have such a king? Amen. Praise the Lord. Give glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, with a kind of that kingship, I just want to give our lives. We just want to tell God, I follow you. I let you be the ruler. I just obey you because your words is life. Your words guide me and lead me. And with that, you know, I do not even want to become a king of myself. I just want to invite you. That's why we say, Jesus, come as Lord and Savior. Savior to save our lives. Lord is to rule over our lives. I want to close with this a simple points as we now understand the priority in the kingdom of God, the priority of our life, okay, and we know the kingdom of God that has, uh, you know, that Adam has failed in the Garden of Eden and that Jesus has brought it back to us and we are saved by His grace. We are brought into His kingdom. We want to live in His kingdom and His righteousness. Amen? Amen? There are two simple things that the whole Bible are talking about. The first one is that great commandment. Great commandment. Somebody come to Jesus and say, what is the most important thing in the whole law, in the whole book of law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. This is the first and great commandment. And second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Love is the culture in heaven. Now in this life, especially in the end times, Jesus says, Jesus cautioned that love of many will become cold. Why? Because everybody will become selfish. Everybody just want to get their own and their more and more and just disregard other people. Now, you want to say, God, 
I want to seek your kingdom and righteousness. We need to come back to that word love. We love God. We love others as you love ourselves. Loving self, God says, don't despise yourself. Is there anybody here who has a problem with yourself? You think that, you know, I, I, I don't like my face. I don't like my nose. I don't like, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I like uh, uh, that person instead. I like that, you know, uh, look instead. I like, uh, you know, uh, K-pop star instead, right? And so on. And, and we, are, we are not appreciating what God has created as ourselves. And Jesus says that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. And God has a plan for each one of you, great plan. And if you seek first that kingdom, you will fulfill beyond your wildest dream because His ways is much greater than our ways. Now, love is a culture of heaven. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 says, We love because He first loved us. And then in Luke chapter 6, verse 36, it's called mercy. Mercy, right? Uh, love is, is a nice thing and perhaps it's a, quite a common word to say. Now let me say to you mercy. Mercy is, it says, Therefore be merciful just as your Father also is merciful. What is mercy? Can you, anybody, want to give me an example? What is merciful? Yeah, something you deserve. What's a practical thing about mercy? Yeah. Come on. You need to wake up a little bit. <laughs> okay, somebody. Okay. Let's take this a bit cool rather than uh, service. Sinta, what is mercy? Example, example of mercy. What is merciful? What is merciful? Come on. Yes, forgiveness. Forgiveness is merciful, right? You know, if we forgive other people, they don't deserve to be forgiven because of all their wrongs, okay? But if we are merciful, we, we forgive that person. Because if you don't forgive, I don't forgive you. If you are not merciful to other people, I'm not merciful to you. And if God is not merciful to us, it's end of the world. We can't live without God's mercy. Yeah, Lamentation chapter 3, uh, verse 22 verse, uh, and 23, you know, uh, says, Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed, because His compassions fail not. Yeah? The steadfast love of the Lord fails not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's where the song that we sing. What is another thing about merciful? Everybody is waiting for everybody else to answer. <laughs> Another thing about merciful is be generous. You know, just be a generous people. Uh, to give, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Do you agree with that? Right? Do you want to take the, you know, somebody else for lunch this afternoon? <laughs> a dinner? All right, okay. Lunch is over. Okay, yeah. Just be generous. And that is the culture of heaven. And God says, you will be blessed if you give rather than you receive. Right? And you'll be more joyful when you do that. Matthew chapter 6, verse 15, I already say that if you don't forgive men of their trespasses, neither they will, your uh, heavenly Father will forgive your trespasses. Just walk in love. And this afternoon, as we pray later on, let, let's remind ourselves, am I still walking in love? Am I still dealing with my colleagues, my friends, my family member in love? Or has my love become dry? If it is, there is a fountain in heaven where love running over and over and over and we can be renewed. Now, last item, last thing, brothers and sisters, is about the Great Commission. Great Commission is uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 and 20 says, Jesus came and spoke 
to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. There's a story in Matthew chapter 12. Okay, if you can just write it down. Matthew chapter 12, verse 22 until 30. Okay, there is a, there is a boy who is, uh, there's a, uh, uh, someone is brought to him, a demon-possessed, demon-possessed, blind and mute. Okay, demon-possessed, and because of that, he's blind and mute. And then Jesus healed that uh, person. And, you know, the blind and mute man now spoke and saw. Okay, so basically he got healed. And then uh, the Pharisees is asking, you know, oh, he's uh, casting out demon with the power of demon. And Jesus replied, Satan and Satan, they will not fight against each other. All right? Okay? Uh, they will be together. So if you say, I am casting a demon uh, with demon, then, you know, how, how can that kingdom will stand? Okay? And then verse 28, he say that, but if I cast out demon by the Spirit of God, Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. I think we want to read that first. Can you show that scripture? Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. What it means is that there's a man who is demon-possessed, and because of that demon-possessed situation, he became blind, he became mute, he cannot do the work, he, he became paralyzed. And then Jesus came and cast out the demon. And when the demon left, the kingdom of God comes because that man now received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. In our life, brothers and sisters, you meet somebody and then you bring that person to come to know Jesus. The kingdom of God come to that person. And Jesus says, disciple that person so that teach them what to do because then that person will become like you as you follow Jesus. And that's why Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And that person will bring other people to come to know the Lord. And as the person, the new person come to know the Lord, the kingdom of God come into that person. And then it continues and it continues and it continues. And second chapter, uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 9, you know that the Lord is not slack again uh, uh, regarding His promise, but He is patient. He is uh, long-suffering to wait for all people to come because He doesn't want anyone to perish. God is waiting for people to come to Him, and He wants to use your life and my life to reach out to them, bring them into the kingdom of God experiencing the blessings in this kingdom now and even to the eternal life. And that can happen because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross that we are going to remember in this Holy Communion. Amen. Will you give your life for the cause of the kingdom of God? Will you say, your kingdom is my priority? And all other things that I need, you will provide. But Lord, use me. Make me useful in your kingdom. Count me in, in your kingdom. How many of you want to say that to the Lord this afternoon? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Let's stand up together as we come to prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has a great plan in His life. And that plan once was spoiled by the devil and by sin. But God comes again, sent His Son Jesus to save us. And Jesus went up to the heaven, but He gave that great commission to you and me. And if we follow that, if we receive Him as our King, the King has made a decree. Go into all the world. Make disciples of nations. And we shall not neglect 
the decree of the king. And as we do that, all other things that you need, God will provide. And you will get all these things, but more than that, you fulfill the calling of your life and we will be rewarded with a crown of glory when he comes again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where would I run but the throne of mercy? Where would I kneel but at this cross of grace? How great the love, how strong the hands that hold us. Beautiful, so beautiful. Where would I run? Where would I run but the third throne of mercy? Where would I kneel but at this cross of grace? How great a love, how strong
whole of my life lord oh rabashandala bakara batakya shikiyandala bakaya align me lord to your kingdom align me to your plan oh lord refocus my life oh god sandala bakuriyanda karaba shikiyandala iriyandala basandala bakara batakuriyanda Jesus we humble ourselves yet nothing we are empty Lord without you God thank you for filling us with your holy spirit thank you for lifting us up oh God thank you for positioning us Lord to become your children thank you Lord hallelujah hallelujah Jesus we praise your name ora takara bashandala bakara bayara want to follow you lord we want to follow you jesus hallelujah will you just speak to the lord this afternoon just say your own prayer the next just one minute just say your own prayer to the lord oh rabashan Thank you for that love that this afternoon we remember remember your sacrifice remember that you have given your life for us while we were sinners you died for us while we were still enemies to God you brought us to be reconciled with the father and thank you lord for what you've done without that lord our lives will be gone there's no meaning of this life but you've brought that meaning you've given us that purpose you've given us that calling once again is glorious one help us not to neglect it lord help us not to bury that aside because of other things that come in our lives but let us put that as a priority like a merchant who find that precious pearl find that treasures sell everything that he has so that he can own that treasure jesus you are the treasures of our lives put things aside that we may have you lord we want to come to the table of the lord in a worthy manner forgive our sins we confess our sins lord cleanse us and forgive us as we forgive others who sin against us we want to want we do not want to hold back forgiveness for others we want to release because we have been forgiven much we want to forgive other people as well and let us partake in this holy communion become one in you you and i you and us and we in you lord thank you lord jesus bless the workers and bless every one of us we pray this in the name of jesus hallelujah amen please be seated